Hello, everyone. This podcast episode is sponsored by Arbor Vitae Wellness Center here in Santa Monica, California, where they offer services such as chiropractic care, physical therapy, acupuncture, and massage therapy. A lot of you have heard me talk about injuries I've dealt with on the podcast, and I reached out to Arbor Vitae a few months ago to get help with my neck and back pain, and the owner, Dr. Gerges, uh, we call him Dr. G., Uh, He's done nothing short of an amazing job. He didn't just help relieve the physical pain, uh, but he showed me how the mental and spiritual aspects of my life are important to maintain for my physical health. A lot of you guys that listen to the podcast are musicians, athletes, or dancers, and we regularly get aches and pains, and it's so important to get help from somewhere like Arbor Vitae that takes the time to understand our demanding lifestyles. And... I mean, no matter what you do, we're all spending time sitting down every day. You know, we're on our computers, we're driving and whatnot. So if you just want to feel better in general, Arbor Vitae Wellness Center is the place for you. All right, let's get this episode started. Man, like I, I said, you know, right before we started uh, recording, man, I'm so excited to do this because, um, you know, as like people who listen to this know, I love bringing people on who are experts in something, but they are able to use all their experiences in life to inform what they do and vice versa. Right. Um, they're not just this one track minded thing. And, um, you know, since I've been a patient of yours, uh, we've had, you know, in our sessions, we've just had fantastic conversations. Um, and so anyway, yeah, I've, I've been so excited about this, but, um, you know, before we, we jump into it, I guess like how, you know, how I always start just, you know, uh, go ahead, introduce yourself, just tell people your background and then we'll get into it. Uh, well, my name is Dr. Magdi Gerges. Uh, I go by Dr. G, but to most of the people that know me, I'm Magdi. I'm just a guy like everybody else. I was born in Egypt. I came here when I was 15. I went to school, high school, college, chiropractic school, and I've been practicing in Santa Monica for 34 years. Uh, I'm 59 years old. I'm divorced. I have kids uh, that are finishing college or starting different careers. I have been very blessed to be on this road. Uh, Many a times I fell off the road and I came back on the road. Uh, I don't consider myself to be an expert in spirituality because I think we're all on a spiritual path. Uh, The awareness that you are on a spiritual path I think is as part of what I am starting to recognize that we all are there. Mm. And our journey, in spite that it looks different, is really not that much different. Uh, and our conversation today will we'll touch on some of that. Uh, I love what I do. I love people. I love being of service. Uh, love, the word love in my life is very, very important. And it doesn't mean that I've always been loving or kind or gentle. I have had my uh, 
flaws like everybody else. If you want to know, you can ask my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I tried to learn from my mistakes, and I have made tons of mistakes. I have uh, I've fallen and I've risen a couple of times. And I'm really thankful and appreciative of having the opportunity just to, to share some thoughts, words, answers, questions uh, that I have and I've experienced in my 59 years of life. Uh, I was a collegiate athlete. Uh, I played volleyball when I was young. I fished. Uh, I played pool. I played cards semi-professionally. I've worn many, many, many hats. I was not always a doctor. Uh, I still play pool and I still play cards and I like to laugh a lot and I like to talk a lot. <laughs> so therefore I am here uh, with the intent, as, as Ossie said to me, you can talk about anything. And I told him from the beginning that when I start, I will have a disclaimer. And here's my disclaimer. Anything I say or don't say uh, today is not intended to make you feel better, less, more, make me better, make me less, make me more. Uh, it's it just words that I've experienced and thoughts that I've experienced and challenges that I've experienced. And in my challenge, I've grown and I've learned. And as I said, I've fallen and I've risen. Uh, so please, if you hear something that doesn't resonate with you, maybe that will stimulate a question uh, or more seeking. Uh, I consider myself to be a seeker. I do not have uh, a lot of answers. I have some, uh, but I have a lot more questions. Yeah. And hopefully this talk will stimulate that in you so you can go inside, inside of you or outside of you and figure out what are the questions? Yeah. What are the questions that you're having? Uh, and hopefully you'll have some answers and you might not have all of the answers. I don't think anybody does have all the answers. I think in our journey, uh, we can't have the answers if we don't know what the question is. Yeah. So I think we should start by thinking some of the questions that we all have. I don't think anything that I'm gonna say today, uh, you might have not heard in these words, but you definitely heard or thought or felt so uh, we all resonate as human beings. We all resonate at a, at a frequency, at an energy. And that energy is not really ours. Yeah. It, was, it was given to us by our, where we come from and uh, where we eventually go again. Uh, I get real excited when I talk about this because this is my passion. Uh, as I said, uh, not because I have the answers, but because I'm starting to see some of the answers and it makes me very excited and sometimes even emotional and I feel very touched to be able to share that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm uh, grateful to have you here sharing that. And I think just going off of that word, because that's such a, um, in the, the, the health world, the spiritual world, the word answer is such a, uh, that's such a powerful word because I think it implies um, a conclusiveness right. in that like you're, you somehow you're gonna find something that 
okay, I found the answer. So this answer every day, anytime I have a problem, there's only, there's this one thing I have to do. And I think a lot of what we've spoken about is how you have to kind of be in this fluid state right. of like knowing the different things that you need at different times and like being present and checking in with yourself. Well, you know, I, I don't claim that I've read hundreds or even... I don't think I've read thousands, and I'm sure as hell did not read hundreds of books. But I've read quite a few books, and I listen to books because I'm an auditory learner. So I listen, and I learn better. Uh, in my experience of a lot of different spiritual books and different readings from the Bible, Torah, The Course of Miracle, Eckhart Tolle, I mean, there is so many, and there is so much information out there. Uh, the whole idea is that we are concrete is one of our challenges on this planet. One, we feel that we're solid, and two, we feel we're separate, and whatever we are going through, nobody else is part of it. It doesn't affect anybody, and we're alone. And the reality is we're not. We're not. We're all very much connected. We're like a wave. Uh, we're a part of a big ocean. Mm -hmm. And no wave is separate from an ocean. Yeah. Uh, there's a saying, and I don't know where I heard it, but I heard it a long time ago, that a tree is not foolish enough to have branches that they fight. Mm. <laughs> we are, as humans, we think that we're separate. We think that we are concrete. What we're going through is solid. Mm. Uh, and... I studied quite a bit of Buddhism, and I, I find Buddhism to be a philosophy of how to do, not how to, uh, in, in, in a way like this is right and this is wrong, mm. but it gives you at least some of the questions and some of the experiences or some of the words that you might take and figure it out for your own. Yeah. It's very important for us human beings to find out what works for us. Yeah. Here is something that I realized. As important as it is for us to find out what works for us, if that separates us, that doesn't work for me. So, because everybody will say, well, then there is no right and there is no wrong. Well, does it separate you? Mm. Does it hurt somebody else? Mm. Does it make you feel better than somebody else? Yeah. Mm, maybe that's something that you need to look at and see how you can change that behavior. Yeah. Uh, Buddhism does a lot of, like the Bible does, like the Torah does, like the Course in Miracles, like all the great writings by the great masters that written books that you can read and you can feel something spiritual. Every book that was has spiritual truth it was written by a soul. It's not written by a human, it's written by the soul. Yeah. And when the soul writes and all books that are I think spiritual and resonates with you, they are definitely have a message. Mm. And the message is look at yourself. Not judgmental, not in a harsh way, not in a punishing way, but a compassionate way. Because if you're not able to look at yourself lovingly and compassionately, how the hell are you going to look at somebody else loving and compassionately? Yeah. You know, can I, to, to, just to quickly respond to that and like, um, I've, in my own head, I've always put it like to my, I've said to myself that um, there's a, 
it's a lot easier to forgive yourself for not being perfect when you realize that your fundamental template that that you're a human and that like a human is only capable of so much right and and at least for me like i when i realized like this like vessel that my my soul like lives through right it's like oh well i'm only capable of so yeah. much so I, for me it's, it's a lot easier to um forgive myself through that lens but you take yourself off the hook yeah but is, is there something that like you've you know um through your 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 deliberate like learning of spirituality that kind of like comments on just like the on something kind of similar well, to that. Well, well, here here is something that I heard somebody say, and I think it was Marianne Williamson, and and, and I st studied some of her writings, and I've listened to her lecture, and and I've listened to a lot of different people lecture from Pima Children to Thai to there's so many amazing spiritual teacher. And no one is better than other. They're all just, and, and I take their information and I kind of jumble it in my head. And as I said, it probably generates more questions than it generates answers. But because I have the questions, I eventually figure it out or figure out something, then maybe not forget it, but just kind of go over it and go to something else. There is a saying that I heard, and I think Marianne Williamson said it, and I could be wrong. And if I am miscoding, I apologize. At the level of awareness, we're all doing our best. Mm. So you can look at any situation. You can look at any current situation. You can look in the news and see there is 10 different things that are really popping in the news right now. And there are individuals, they're human beings, of big egos, small egos, victims, perpetrators, and I can't mention any names because it's not necessary to mention names. At the level of awareness of each of these individuals and at the level of awareness of you, you're doing your best. That doesn't mean that you sit on your laurels and say, oh, I'm doing my best. I'm not, yo, this is the best I can do. I can't do any better. If you have the awareness that there is something that, that works for you but doesn't work for other people and hurts other people mm. or separates you from other people, that's a flash. That's a light that you should look at, and you just you need to self-explore and sit with it. Don't judge yourself. Don't criticize yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Don't punish yourself. Just become aware. Mm -hmm. And here is the you know I was telling Aussie when I when I got in here you know I've been thinking about this talk probably for twenty years. Uh, I've been asked to talk before. I've talked before, but nothing in this format. I've been asked to ask, write a book and. That's way, way for, further <laughs> down the line from anything in my life right now. I'm just happy to be here. I, at, you know, I told him that what I was thinking, like, what am I going to talk about if I ever have the opportunity? And I was going to talk about the journey of life. And I walk in his studio, and I go and look above where I'm going to be seated, and it says, what does it say, Aussie? A song called Life. Songs of Life. So life is a journey. We are on a journey. And I think our journey here, and we can have a real long conversation about how we ended up here. There are different theories from soul planning to creation to whatever it is that you believe in and works for you. God bless you. There is no, I, I am not, I just know what, what works per se for me mm. and doesn't hurt other people mm. and it doesn't separate me from other people. So... I believe, you know, 
we are part of a big tapestry. We're, we're, we're a big part of a, a big ocean. We're a bunch of waves. We're not separate. We're very much collect, uh, connected. We're so connected that deep, deep, deep inside of you and deep, deep, deep inside of me, we are not the same. We are actually the same person. Mm-hmm. We're the same being. So a lot of people go like, what is your opinion about God? Who's God? You know, there are so many different ideas and theories and writings and, and I am no expert on the subject, but I can tell you that God to me is a state of being. Mm. And we all have that state of being deep, deep inside of us. We yeah. call it God, Jesus, the Tao, higher being, higher self, soul, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You can, that's on you. That's, you need to figure that one out of your, how does it work for you? It could be God separate from me. It could be God inside of me. It could be the soul, the source, the, and that's all good. You need to figure out the journey. We're here to wake up. When we were born, we were the closest thing to a divine, whatever that is. And on the journey, somehow something happened. The experience, the outside, the exterior, the interior, the thoughts, the beliefs, the raising, the not raising, the, the suffering, whatever happened in that experience made us start to feel that we are separate and we forgot who we are. Yeah. And the whole journey of life, to me, is to go around throughout this experience and return back to that awareness. Yeah. And you can look at everything or anything that you do, and that's written actually in the Buddhist studies, that you can look at anything that you do as a way for you to wake up. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're washing your face or wiping your butt. It doesn't matter if you're playing music are you aware or you're on automatic? Okay? Mm. Okay? Are you, are, are you just, a, is, are you like a cat, you know, like an angry cactus that just reacts? Yeah. Or are you aware that you're actually angry? Yeah. And the point that I'm making is our whole conversation, and it can go in so many different tangents, is for you and me and all of us to recognize that we're all on this road, we're all on this journey. We're all doing this thing called life, and we're doing it so many different ways, okay? Some of us are doing it so mindfully and very aware of what we're doing, and some of us are doing it. We are not better. We're just on a road, and, you know, we're at, we're at school. You're in kindergarten, you're in graduate program. You're still, you're still learning, yeah. and you don't stop learning. So uh, I, I've, and as I said, I've, I've read quite a bit of Buddhism and there are certain things that I like to talk about when I talk about Buddhism because a lot of people go, Buddhism, the Buddhists talk about suffering, suffering, suffering. And, uh, and yeah, suffering. And suffering shouldn't make you really feel depressed. So a lot of people go like, oh, Buddhism is really depressing. There is a conversation about suffering. Oh my God, suffering. You know, well... I want to ask you a question, and, and I said my objective of this talk is for you to have more questions than answers, hopefully some answers, but definitely more questions. Do you know a single human being on earth today that did not have some unhappiness, discontent, whatever the word is, unhappy, miserable, 
suffer, and all that. Do you know a single individual that has not? Not one. Okay. So we all have that in common. This is something that is in the program. And it's not in the program to punish us. We're not being punished. It's just like an experience. It's like an experience. If you did not have the experience of suffering of some sort, if you're not unhappy, you wouldn't learn about how being to be happy. Yeah. We need to, we learn by opposites. Mm. Okay? If we were all rich, we wouldn't know what it's like to be, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Mm. There is, this is not. The whole idea is for you to become aware. Can I, and I, I, I would really like to comment on that because um, I was having a similar conversation with a friend, um, both around the same age, and, and I think more so than, than ever. You know, I'm 25, and uh, definitely my generation, um, for sure, we have been told that, like, you are supposed to be happy. The world is yours. You're supposed to have everything you want. And I think it's, I, I would like to say that that comes from a good place, but it's so misinformed in that, like, it, it implies that some level of suffering just isn't like a fundamental part of this experience. That like there's something wrong if well, you're experiencing any negative emotions. Well, unfortunately, that is the the belief right now that if you're feeling any discomfort, you need to get away with it. Yeah. Or get away from it. I apologize. Uh, so 2,600 years ago, there is a man named Gautama Bhattacharya, who became labeled the Buddha. Mm. He was not called the Buddha when he's alive. He was called the Buddha after he passed away, which means the enlightened one. He had challenges like all of us. He was trying to figure it out 2,600 years ago. He, he did not, you know, and, and, and he tried to figure out how and why human beings have this suffering thing and... Uh, he even wrote a lot, a lot about happiness. And, and one of the things that he wrote about is, uh, uh, you know, my brain just, uh, he, he wrote a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. As a matter of fact, there are certain things that, that were said about the Buddha than, uh, uh, that he didn't say, that people said. But one of the things that he said it was something called the four limitless qualities. Limitless because we all have them. Mm. And those are four things that are, uh, we want, uh, we all share. You can interpret any way you want to interpret. But, but the four are, are really simple. Uh, loving kindness. We all want loving kindness. We all want that. You know, so some people say we are love. That's who our essence is. Our essence is Love, compassion is the second one. Uh, the third one is uh, uh, the great joy. And, and, and there is a difference between happiness and joy. Joy is your essence. Mm -hmm. Do, this is who you are. You don't have to change. That is who you are. Yeah. Happiness is everything from the outside. Getting a new car, getting married. There is nothing right or wrong in that. Mm -hmm. We're not sitting here saying like, oh, you should not do that. You should not thrive. You should not try to make money. That, that would be just a stupid conversation that will end up being nowhere. Yeah. Okay? There, there's a caveat here somewhere, and we'll, we'll get to it. And the last one uh, 
is the idea of equanimity. And the idea without, without passion, aggression, or prejudice. Uh, and I want to go to that one because that one is, is really important. Because if we only show compassion, Jesus said, you know, even the taxpayers love their own. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's in the good book, you know. If you only love the people that love you, if you only are kind to people that are kind to you, okay? Mm. You're prejudiced against people that are, that are not your people, yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and this was part of the, 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 the thing, and we'll talk about ego in a little bit, which is, is, is one of my favorite subjects, because we all have it. We can't escape it. Uh, and some points in our life, we all have gigantic egos. The younger we are, and I will explain that. It's not a good or a bad thing. Don't even try to escape your ego. Just recognize. Just be aware. We will talk about that. It's a long, long, long conversation about ego. Uh, the whole idea is that, that you can only be happy is, is, is an attachment to something that is, first of all, is a delusion. Mm. You cannot go through life experience, a real life experience, yeah. without experiencing some pain. You're raised a certain way, you grow up in a certain area, you go to a certain school, you have a friend, somebody dies, somebody lives, somebody's born, somebody makes money, some loses money, some gets divorced. That's life. Yeah. You cannot escape life. This is life, okay? And the question for you, how can you navigate through all that, experiencing all that for what it is, yeah. rather than a story, which is what we call thought, because every thought, if you can acknowledge it as a thought, and that's why we meditate, so we can sit, be quiet, be still, recognize our thoughts to be thoughts, and not attach a story to them. Mm. It doesn't make them right or wrong. It doesn't make them, ooh, I need to get rid of thoughts. If you try to get, get rid of thoughts, you'll go crazy. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, I actually have a, a, have a, a, a question for you that came from what you're saying. Um, I... Uh, Maybe two or three years ago, I, I realized um, uh, in my own thinking how much I assumed uh, that there would be a tomorrow. I, I, I started to question things um, like, uh, you know, as you get older, you, your friends start saying like, oh, well, by this age, I, I want this. And then like, I want that. And um, I realized that there was just so much like... Um, I guess living living life with this assumption of tomorrow and trying to like plan it and then feeling like this uh, failure or whatever that you're not living up to these, which are mostly man-made things. Like I have to be married by this age. I have to have this house Who or said this that money. One? Who said you have to be married by a certain age? Oh, I mean, that's just a societal... That's a societal idea that like you, that you have failed if you don't have these certain things. But I feel like a core of that is an, is an assumption that like you will have life past the current moment. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, 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 you know, failure and success is, 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 is a perception. Mm. Okay. So we think that a person that has a million dollar in the bank is successful. Yeah. And we think that a person that lives on the street has failed, okay? Let me ask you a question. Does that thought bring us closer together or separates us more? It separates us. Okay. 
the thought of you not being successful, you didn't get married at 30, you didn't have the car, you didn't have the this, does that make us more the same or separates us? Separates us. So you have to set up your own barometer. Mm. What yeah. is your truth? Not my truth, not societal truth. Societal truth 400 years ago used to be something yeah. that we call slavery. slavery. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That was society. You know? Yeah. And we know that there are certain people, and we're not going to get a conversation about that because yeah. that's a completely different. Yeah. But it is an example. Yeah. All, everything that happens in life is an example. And you can look at it and to start developing your own, your own, what is the truth with certain rules that you set up for yourself? Not rules to punish yourself or to make yourself feel better or feel worse, but to make you be able to navigate a map. Mm. We're, we, we come out as closest to the divine as we can be. And on the road, we get lost. And we figure out that what other people say or do or tell us what's right and what's wrong is the way we should live our life. Yeah. And because we become attached to that, I will go back to Buddhism in a second because something just flashed in my head, we suffer. Because we're discontent. Yeah. And yeah. if we're discontent, we act a certain way or react a certain way. Sometimes we create more suffering for ourselves and mm -hmm. definitely we create more suffering f for others. Yeah. I'm going to use an example of something without mentioning any name. There is a couple of incidents on the news right now that we're all following. Yeah. And if you look at them fairly, you can see how a thought a feeling, instead of being treated as a thought and a feeling, there was a story attached to it, there was a reaction, more suffering was created, not only for one person, for thousands of people, for millions of people. We can look at the war and we can look at the Oscars mm -hmm. uh, without mentioning anything. Yeah. We can look at these two and go like, oh my goodness, how did it get so out of control? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, so to me, the pressure we put on ourselves, on our children, is all societal stuff that we, to evolve and to become more aware of what we do, we have to stop and look at it. Not like, this is right and this is wrong, but does that serve humanity? Mm. Does that serve my children? Mm. Does that serve... And you, when you hear it, you have uh, a discernment, a responsibility to have discernment about... Hmm, is this really true? Is this really, am I a failure if I'm not married at 25? But I serve and generate and help people and love people and volunteer. So your definition of success has to be your definition of success. Mm. So my definition of success is going to be completely different than yours. Not Mine is not right and yours is not wrong. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. So you have to figure out what is your definition of success and, and in your process of going towards that, not become so attached that you get there at any cost. We know how people want People that want to get power in the process, they destroy people on the way. Yeah. So remember the rules that, that I set for myself? If it separates me or it hurts other people, and it doesn't mean that I've never done that because I've done that a lot when I was younger because at the level of my awareness, I didn't know any better. Yeah. That's what I needed to do. 
to survive, to flourish, to make, to get, to have. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So now that I have a little bit more awareness, I go like, does that separate me from other people? I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. I usually don't watch the news. I don't have social media. If you look at social media, I don't have any posts. I don't, because if I do something that separates me from other people, it doesn't resonate for what my definition of success is. Mm -hmm. Okay? My definition of success is completely different than yours. And my definition of success makes me very, very happy. Yeah. And it tells me not to build my ego, despite my ego goes, oh, you're successful. Oh, look at you. You're so big. You're on a... The, you're on a podcast, you've arrived, you know, and I hear my, my, I hear my ego and I recognize it and I, I recognize when I'm being egotistical because that's part of human beings and that's an awareness. Yeah. So your ego becomes a tool for awareness, yeah. like suffering is a tool for awareness, yeah. like anything, anything could be a tool for awareness yeah. if you want it to be or you can go and run away from it. So when we, in Buddhism, they call it the squeeze. Sometimes you get in a situation and you have to make decisions how to respond to it. Most of us, when we get in a situation that is uncomfortable, there's several ways we do. One, we find a way to replace the pain with pleasure. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Something is bothering me, I'm gonna do X that's gonna give me pleasure. Okay? Yeah. The second way is we become concrete. We become solid. Mm, I'm rigid. This is, I got to protect myself. I need to protect my territory. I am solid. I am separate. I am on my own. I need to take care of this. Yeah. Uh, the third one is, is heavy emotion. We get emotions, and instead of sitting in the emotion and let it, we can talk for hours about emotions, but if we get feeling the emotion, I used to be big in that. I needed to act and you can notice, you have a feeling, and instead of sitting in it, you get jerky, you get yeah. jumpy, you act or react. Yeah. The example of the Oscar was one of those. There was an emotion, very strong emotion. Instead of sitting in that emotion, and I'm not judging, there's no judgment here. Uh, I've never been in somebody else's shoes, so I don't know how I would have reacted. Yeah. My, yeah, my only opinion on that is I think we just witnessed a very human thing. Of course. That's, that's, that's us. That, yeah. he, this gentleman reacted like us. Some of somebody would reacted a lot worse, and yeah. somebody would have not reacted at all. Yeah. It's very human. It's very human-like. <laughs> and again, unfortunately, because we are, you know, in our psyche, we have three pieces. We have the child, the father, and the judge. Mm. And mm. Our judge cannot wait because our judge is always lashing at us. Yeah. So when we lash at us all the time about what we beat the shit out of ourselves yeah. on my French. We, we cannot we cannot treat ourselves gently. You know, when we have a moment of emotion, rather than being kind and loving and gentle with ourselves, we beat the hell out of ourselves. So when we have an opportunity to beat the hell out of everybody, anybody else, <laughs> yeah. woo, yeah. we go, right? <laughs> and this is the truth. It's not like I've never done, I mean, trust me, I've, I've done my stupid things. Yeah. I mean, there's like, by no means am I saying that I've done better or that I've done dumb things, not very kind things, you know? And I now recognize that, oh, those are kind things. I will not do those anymore. Those don't serve me. Those don't make me a loving, kind human being does not connect me to other people. It separates me from other people. It makes other people feel worse. Mm -hmm. I create suffering for myself. And here's another concept. This, is, this is, a, is a good... Everything that we do that is kind and loving serves the whole universe. 
Everything yeah. good that we do. Yeah. Every loving act. Okay? Every loving act. You can name it. <coughs> we don't have to sit there and track when you help a homeless person or you give something or you help somebody or you donate something or you hold somebody or you hold space for somebody to be angry and hurtful and painful without interceding and trying to fix it for them and help, you know, you're just being there as a friend. You serve humanity. Yeah. Okay? And every time we do something that is not, it's exactly the opposite. And this is not good or bad again. Where this is not, we're not sitting here judging, oh, we're so good, they're not so good, look at them. We're just sitting there and observing, being the observer. So we go back to the beginning of our conversation. Why are we here? We're here to wake up, to evolve, yeah. okay? To observe, to have this journey and experience the journey in a way that is more serving to humanity. Yeah. And to me, that's the definition of success. Yeah. You know, two, two words that um, are, are like just jump in my head in relation to all this. Because um, I, I, I would like, uh, you know, your take or, or advice on for anyone like, I mean, even for, for me and for anyone listening, like, because I think something that you said earlier that I think is very scary um, for all of us is finding that, th that method, that thing that works for you. Um, and like, um, I think a, a good example of like how we want to be prescribed something is um, uh, people will look up like uh, uh, this billionaire's um, morning routine and then like try that like step for step like and try to like do this person's Thing that they figured out for themselves so you know to boil that down to one word that's owner like uh, ownership and then the the next word that you know how does one also in their path develop accountability so accountability and ownership to me seem to be like really big tenets of what we are we're talking about well i i think uh if our process was already set we wouldn't need to look at anybody else's. Mm. So let's start with that. So uh, my process, sure as hell ain't mine. I, I looked at other people, how they do things, and everybody's temperament is different. Mm. You know? An early riser is different than somebody that wakes up at 12. Somebody that works in a, in a factory is different than a musician. Their essence is the same. Mm. Okay. So if we look and see that our goal is to become more aware. For a factory worker, that is going to look different than a musician. Mm. Does it mean that one is right and one is wrong? Okay? A person that makes $25,000 a year, fantastic. And a person that makes $25 million a year or $25 billion a year, their process is a little different. Mm -hmm. The whole idea is, at least for me, is to develop a process that works for you. Mm. And the reason you're here is to develop that, in, in Buddhism we call, the Buddhist, the Buddhist teachers is called the Dharma. Mm. And the Dharma is really is his writing. And, but the word Dharma itself can mean process, pass, road. Mm -hmm. So, and I, it's not, I'm not 100% accurate of that, but that's the way it means to me. Mm -hmm the road 
or the way, not necessarily to do things, but to take those ideas, these process, and interpret them for them yourself. Mm. Figure, figure it out. You have time. You don't have, when you were one year old and learning how to walk, your process, sure as hell, is different than your process at 25, mm. right? Yeah. And at one, you didn't sit there and think and go like, oh, what is my success is going to look like? You were going like, I can't stand on these two little feet. And I fall on my butt and I get up and I fall off my butt and get up and get up and get up and get up and eventually walk and run. And it, that process is, you go to the next one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the idea of you or you're supposed to have it figured out, who said? Yeah. There is another saying that I heard, and I don't know if Marianne Williamson or who said that one, the game is not over. Mm. <laughs> okay? Yeah. See, we put so much pressure. Now, I'll explain to you where that pressure comes from, too, because it's really neat. Uh, uh, we put so much pressure on ourselves that we all have to look like a template. Mm. The American dream. Mm. Yeah? yeah, you get a house, you work, you live, you die, you retire. Let's start over again. Yeah. You're born, you live, you die, you do it, you get married, you die. It, uh, who said that that? And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. All I'm saying is you have to figure out what is it for you. Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, because, uh, and again, we're going to go back to Buddhism because, and a lot of the writings, all spiritual writing, Spiritual truth is spiritual truth. Mm. It doesn't matter if it was written by the apostles. If that's spiritual truth, and I don't have the right to sit there and judge it, mm -hmm. because I don't judge, I just read it and I go like, oh, that resonates with my soul. Yeah. I, it works for me. You, you don't believe it. You don't believe there was creation. You don't believe there is a... You believe in what you believe. As long as it resonates with soul and it makes you a better human being, doesn't separate you, and doesn't create more harm. Yeah. You know, like when somebody says, our God, your God. No, no, no. That separates us. Yeah. How does that serve humanity? It doesn't. I don't. You want to believe in that? Fantastic. God bless you. You go. Yeah. Not against you. I'm not going to be against you because that separates us. Yeah. But this is your dance. You do your dance. Yeah. Uh, the idea of like there is one way of doing things. Really? I wouldn't know what it like it is like to be in a woman's body. Mm. I wouldn't. There's no way for me. No. As much as I have empathy and understanding and compassion, there is no way for me. Right? Mm. Right. So I don't have, and I'm going to use the word right for the lack of any other word, I don't have the right to really have an opinion mm. about a, how a woman lives her life. That's, that's my opinion as well. Okay. So let's project that on a bigger screen. <laughs> yeah. I've never been Hispanic, I've never been black, I've never been Asian, I've never been white, I, I, I am who I am. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm separate, my essence is the same, but my experience is different. So we go back to the journey. Yeah. The journey is all about your experience, yeah. and how do you do that journey in a way that serves humanity and gets you to wake up to who you truly are? Yeah. You know, um, I, I, uh, I found... Uh, and I don't know how I, I hit, like it just popped up in my head. Uh, I found so much peace. Uh, it was like two years ago, 
Um, um, when I, I've always known what I wanted to do, and it was always this vague word of like, oh, you know, music, play, play my instrument, uh, play music, and uh, it was always vague. And then when I asked the real question of what do I want my days to look like? What do right. I want my days to be? That's when like everything um, uh, uh, got so much easier. And this process that we're talking about was so much easier to put um, together, you know, because it's like, um, I don't know, maybe someone, you, maybe you watch a, a, a movie about like a, a, a lawyer um, when you're young and like you see some like very intense you know court case and you're like man like I would want I would love that job I would love to like argue right. you know for something or against something but then like you then ask yourself like well you know what do I want my days to look like and then you realize like well maybe you get an hour in the courtroom but you're spending 10 hours outside of it right reading a bunch of things analyzing stuff and is that what you want your day to right. look like so you know I, I use that as an example in that like and not just for the work stuff but for finding that process um i think and i think really what i'm talking about is vis uh, visualizing like what what that thing that you're saying you you, you who you want to be uh, or what you want to do you know whether it's personal growth or a professional thing like really visualizing what that actually looks like right. instead of like the noun form of it. Right. You know? Well, well, well here you, you're on, we're all on the right, are on the right track. You know, you've heard the old saying is find something that you love to do and you'll never have a job. Mm. What it is is the idea of passion. Mm. What are you passionate about? And it, no, very few people just go like, I am passionate about being of X or Y. And sometimes you'll be passionate about five different things. Like uh, you meet young people that they are passionate about five or different things. Uh, God bless them. That's beautiful. And eventually they will figure out what is that process looks like where they wake up and do something that they are completely in love with. They can't stop doing it. They yeah. hardly want to go back to sleep. I've met musicians that are that way. Their whole and it has maybe something to do with wanting to make money, or and there's nothing right or wrong or making money. That's it, fantastic. I mean, we all need money, and we all want to do what we want to do. But their passion is that you know you've met people like Mother Teresa, passionate about service and giving to the end. To the, to the, there was nothing that she wouldn't give. Okay, was that her job? Was that her career? Mm. Would that her, you know, that was her passion. Yeah. You know, yeah. people that are passionate about what, and this is part of the questions that we were, were, were trying to stimulate, asking the right questions. So maybe at some point we'll have some of the right answers. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, about the pressure of, of like, of like, oh, the process need by 25 I need to my success so we will have to address the idea of ego uh, in the first teachings of the Buddha he 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 wrote something called the four noble truth and the four noble truth are, are amazing I mean just just I don't know how anybody can write something like that but but he did and he said the first noble truth is suffering Human beings, by nature, have a certain amount of discontent. 
okay? And everybody has it. Nobody's immune to it. If you look at uh, life, there is no person that is born, have an incredibly amazing life throughout, from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. Mm. No falls, no trauma. There is, okay? And some of the suffering, most of the suffering, the mechanism of suffering is the second truth, which is the mechanism that creates that suffering is our sense of separation mm. and that we are different, separate, better, worse, and that's ego. Ego's not bad. A lot of people think like, ego's bad. No, ego's not bad. Nothing in itself is bad, right or wrong. It's just, your ego could be like a flashlight saying, oh, you're separate. You feel that you're better than this person, okay? Or this is good or this is bad. Uh, you should have or not have. I'll get there at any cost. And that creates suffering for you and for others, mm. okay? Uh, the third noble truth talks about when we are able to become aware of ego and dissipate that ego, not get rid of it because mm. you can't get rid of it. You know, you can't get rid of your hand. It's, it's like your hand. You can't get rid of it. It's there for, you know, it's part of the programming, you know? Yeah. When we're able to manage that, the suffering is less. Mm. It doesn't go away. You can try as hard as you can to get rid of suffering. Mm. We can meet in 50 years and you can say, you know what, I really tried to get rid of suffering. I'm 75 years old now, and you know what? I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. But I'm able to see it and grasp it on this journey and make it part of life rather than right or wrong or good or bad. Yeah. Because that's what we do. You, uh, some, you, that, what, that, um, that made me think of um, when... Uh, unfortunate things, uh, you know, big or small, happen to us. Um, I remember uh, this guy, he, he was saying we, uh, a lot of us react, why me? And he realized, he, 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 he was like, and he says in those situations, like, well, why not me? Why not me? Yeah. We're all, we're, because we're all, we, humanity. Yeah. <laughs> look, and let's look at, look at the planet. Look at what the planet went for, in, for, in two years, in two years period, this planet and, and I think, you know, like we can talk about the pandemic in a different way. The planet just really realized as a planet how connected we all are. Mm. I mean, we can look at it, oh, it's terrible, right, left, where, this, this. Forget about all that. Let's just look and see. As a planet, we all went through this. We all suffered. Tell me one person that really enjoyed the last two years. Maybe billionaires. It but doesn't that's matter. A different but suffer. they suffered. They, they, yeah. There was suffering. Because you have to remember birth, life, death. Yeah. Nobody escapes the three. Yeah. You know, some people escape taxes, but you cannot <laughs> escape birth. We're all born. Yeah. None of us fell off a tree. Yeah. We all were born. And we all had this long, long or short life. This life might be years, it might be century. You know, who, you know, and in that process, there is ebbs and flows. Nothing is consistent. Yeah. Okay. Nothing is hundred percent. We can all agree on that. Yeah. This is not like, this is a truth. This is not a fact. This is a fact. It's not an opinion. Some people have it more. Some people have less. but we all have that in common and we all die. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that's really important. That makes us all, we're the same. Mm-hmm. So we have to stop thinking that we're not the same. Yeah. Our experience is different. Our trip, our dharma, our process, how we act, react, beautiful. That's humanity. That's how human beings behave. But we're not different. Let me tell you, if a bunch of us fell off a tree and, a, and came off a plant or were under a rock, no. We were all born, we all have a life, and we all move on. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So we're not separate. We're not separate. The fourth noble truth, so I want to go back to that, is, is really, really important that we can use anything, 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 any experience, any feeling to help us, okay, get over, get over suffering, even suffering. You can see somebody that is suffering. There are techniques and there is things that you can do to connect you to that human being. Yeah. Rather than separate you, that makes you feel like, ooh, I drive a car. He's a homeless. He doesn't have shoes. Ooh, you know, I know we, we live in Santa Monica, and Santa Monica has a huge homeless. I have, and again, by no means I'm trying to say that I'm better than anybody. If you hear me saying this, please forgive me if it touches. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I have such a compassion for homeless people. You know, some of them are there by choice. Some of them are not by choice. Some of them cannot get themselves out. Some of them are healthy. Some of them... You know, they have their own suffering. Can you at least have empathy and compassion? You wouldn't know what you would do. I can, I would bet you all the money I'd ever made. You would not know what you would do if you were homeless on the street. Yeah, yeah. And if you do, you're full of shit. Yeah. You, would, you wouldn't know to what extent you would do and what you would do to survive. Yeah. At least be honest with yourself. Be thankful for your good luck. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm no saint either, uh, but I, I, uh, a very close friend of mine, um, uh, they would like complain about the, 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 the tense a lot in that like it's an eyesore to them to see it. And I was like, well, imagine being in it. Yeah, like, <laughs> imagine. I'm being sorry. In the tent. I mean, like, like, would they? Would do? I mean, would homeless people rather be uh, sleeping on the beach, or would they rather be sleeping on their home? Yeah, their home. Yeah, yeah. You need, you know. And again, we're talking about process. You know that word gratitude. You know, having a gratitude practice is like you need to when you wake up. First of all, you need to be thankful that you actually woke up. And second, you need to be thankful for everything that you have. From the be- and again, we can, and again, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. You know, sometimes we forget how fortunate we are. Mm. We are so blessed and so fortunate to have anything. Mm. Anything. There are people that look our color, our age, our height, our intelligence. Yeah. That are on the street and have nothing. Yeah. Can you have empathy and compassion? That connects us also. Yeah. You can use anything, anything to remind you that we're human beings and we're connected and we're not separate. Mm. It, it, it's, 
you know, there are so many different ways and you need to figure out what your way is. There are so many writings. You know, you can look at successful people, what they do. You can, and again, first you need to figure out what does success mean to you? When I interview people for a job, I ask, what's your definition of success? And if the first word out of their mouth is, I want to make a lot of money, we are not a good fit. <laughs> Doesn't make them the wrong. We're just not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there'll, there'll definitely be people that want right. to hire that person. Of for sure. course. There's a place for it. There's somebody that has a, a situation that we're... I'm not saying they're right or I am wrong. All I'm saying is doesn't work for me. You need to find out. And here it is again. You need to find out what works for you. Yeah. And what are your rules look like? Maybe you would like to feel separate. I don't believe that that's good for your highest good. But let's say you want to feel separate. You wouldn't hire somebody that wants to be or take on a process that makes you feel part of a group. Mm -hmm. It, it wouldn't work. Yeah. You believe that you're separate. You feel that you're better than people. Yeah. That is fine. That's on you. That's not on me. I'm not judging you. But if you're a person that believes that we're all connected and we're all one and we're all about love and sharing and compassion, your definition of success and the people that you want to resonate with, okay? Mm -hmm. And those could be like, I, I talk to homeless people. Not that I'm better than anybody. I, I just relate. Yeah. I relate to another human being. And I relate to their suffering. And in Buddhism, there's techniques that you can do to help you connect to other people. Humanity. Yeah. You know, and that's why I resonate towards Buddhism. Not as a religion, because I don't believe Buddhism is a religion. I think the Buddhist writings gives you a lot of ideas to look at and to figure it out for your own. Yeah. Rather than rules that says, this is right, this is wrong. If you do this, you're good. If you don't do this, you're bad. Mm -hmm. Again, you need to find out how what works for you on this, you know, song of life, you know, yeah. the journey. What does your journey look like? You know? What do you want to do with that journey? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and the whole idea, why are we here again? Yeah. Why are we here? Why are you, why is Aussie here? Why is are we here just to be born, suffer, and die? And but what do we do in that that space? Yeah. You know, the average lifespan now is a lot. We live longer, we accomplish more, we experience more. Beautiful. Yeah. This is not a conversation about oh, this is terrible. This is a really happy conversation. It's a conversation about how can we do this joyously? How can we do it in a way that is good for humanity, good for other people? You know, when my patients come in and they're suffering physical stuff because it's emotional stuff that they're beating the shit out of my, themselves, pardon my expression, I go to them and says, if I was your best friend and I came and told you that I'm going through all this pain, how would you treat me? Would you jump on the bandwagon and beat the shit out of me? Or would you be loving, compassionate, have empathy, understanding? Would you hold a space for me and allow me to suffer and work my process? You know, Would you be somebody that would hold that for me? Or would you beat, 
yourself would you beat me up mm. and everybody goes like oh, of course i wouldn't beat you up so why would you hell would you beat yourself up mm. we are really we are really harsh on ourselves because we let the exterior makes us feel separate and alone and which it boosts our ego because your ego won't leave you alone. If you have, it's going to beat you up. Yeah. If you don't have, it's going to beat you up. Okay? Yeah. You know, the ego is like the rock on your shoe. You know, it's going to, to always kind of like be pointing to stuff. And I look at ego as an opportunity. And I can look at everything as an opportunity. Sometimes I do a good job and sometimes I don't. And it just reminds me, oh, I need to do, let me look at this opportunity. What is this an opportunity for me to learn about me, learn about life, learn about others? And how can I be a participant? You know, do I participate every time there's an opportunity? Hell no. I'm human. I'm doing the best I can do with what I've got. Am I always perfect? Hell no. Of course I'm not. No. I'm trying to do the best I can do with what I've got. You know? And the more I do, the more questions I have, and sometimes I have answers. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's really, really important for us to understand how can we navigate through life with less suffering, more love, compassion for others, joy, connection, all those things. You know, so when you think, you, you said earlier, oh, success, you know, the pressure on young people. You know, the pressure is coming from the collective ego. Mm. You know, our egos are individual. Then there is the collective ego. Yeah. Big corporations, big countries, big pharma, big, 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 big. Not good or bad. They're just, you know, they have a purpose. Let's make money. Let's do, the, you know, they have, you know, let's have a war on this. Let's have a war on that. There's so much that's written about that. Okay? And I'm not saying they're wrong. But you need to figure out what is your passion? Yeah. How can you navigate this journey of life with passion? You know, so you can... Make a difference. Yeah. Not in your, only in your life. You're waking up. But every time you wake up, the whole world wakes up. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't change the world if you don't change yourself. Right. Right. You know, Gandhi said, uh, be the change that you want to see. Yeah. You know, you want to have, oh, why is this world so mean? Okay. You can't do anything about the whole world being mean. But can, you can do something about you being mean. And I don't mean like hurting other people physically, but even with our thoughts. You know, I mean, our thoughts are a beautiful tool to wake us up. Because we can stick a thought and look at it as a thought, or we connect a whole big story to it. Mm. Then it becomes a real big, strong emotion where we have to act. Yeah. And when we act, our reaction sometimes is... It's not for our highest good. It doesn't serve humanity. It doesn't it create suffering for us. It creates suffering. It separates us. We, we all see that on a daily basis. So I try to be an observer. I try. I, I fail sometimes. And sometimes I'm hyper-vigilant. I see everything. And I go like, oh, ah, this is an opportunity. This separates us. 
that's a behavior that mm, I don't want to do that because mm-hmm. when I do that, it separates us, makes me better or makes me worse or makes me feel good or makes me feel bad and makes me lash out on somebody, yell and scream at somebody. Mm-hmm. And I try to make amends and go back and fix whatever harm I've created because I have. Uh, doesn't make me a good person or a bad person. It just makes me a human being. That's the whole idea of this journey. Can you wake up? Can you do this strip awake? Mm. Or are you going to do it with a bunch of thoughts and a bunch of stories of your head that tells you, oh, you're never good enough. Mm. You know, you, you're never going to mount to anything. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you, you have a million, it's not enough. You, you have 10 million, that's never enough. Uh, you have a house, oh, you have a beautiful wife, but she's not more beautiful. Go get another one. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's, e- that's ego. That's your ego saying it's not good enough. You're not good enough. You know, you get these thoughts, and instead of recognizing, they like, oh, that's a thought. Doesn't mean I have to act upon it. Yeah. I don't have to attach any story. In meditation, when we sit and meditate, and I learned that, um, we sit quietly and breathe and focus on our breath. Mm-hmm. And when the thoughts comes, we're supposed to acknowledge them as thoughts. Don't attach a story to them. Don't judge them. Yeah. Acknowledge them. And go back to the breath and focus on the breath. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And again, the idea of focusing on the breath is coming back to this moment. Yeah. Do you remember what you said earlier? Five years from now, ten years from Yeah. This moment. We're sitting here. We're talking. This is the moment. And five years from now only happens in that moment. Yeah. And Eckhart Tolle talks about wow. it happens only in the now. The future only happens in the now. Yeah. We get to the future, it's not future anymore. Yeah. It's now. Huh. <laughs> Have you ever thought about it? I never thought about not, it. Not like I that. heard that. Yeah. I heard that and I go like, wow. <laughs> I'm thinking about something that's only going to happen literally when I get to it. Yeah. And I might not get to that. I might get to something else. So why not just wow. stay here? Yeah. Can yeah. you stay here? I mean, that, that's why we, we, we talked, like you remember you and I talked about meditation. Not as a, it's just a, it's, it's an exercise. If you look at life as a, if we can call it a game, a journey. And in that journey, you're going to have to do certain skills. And the only way you're going to learn how to do those skills is if you practice them. You guys are musicians, right? Mm-hmm. So... How many times do you play a piece? And do you remember the first time you held an oboe in your hand? You remember how terrible you were? No, you were terrible. I can tell you. I don't even have to be there, but I can tell you, you were awful. My kids, when they were little, they played instrumental sang, or I went to, 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 to things, events where kids were playing. They were awful. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. You know what? But you know what? They stuck with it. They practiced. Yeah. Process. Okay? Yeah. I'm going to do this and repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And now you are a professional musician. Professional. Yeah. You're not good. You're a professional. Yeah. Okay? People pay you money to do what you do. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's the same thing with life. How are we going to do life at a professional level when we don't practice anything? Yeah. Yeah. That's the dharma. That's the process. Yeah. And you need to develop... Your process. Yeah. You, you get a new piece of music. Okay? You get it. 
you have your own process. You get it, you might read the word, you might need the thong, you might this or that, you know, I don't know what it is, but I'm just making things up, you know? And eventually you hold your oboe and you start playing and you get the you know, feel of it and you go like, hmm, doesn't feel right, let me tweak it, let me change it, I need to do this, you know? Or you play it the first time and you play it perfectly, yeah. right? Yeah. You have that process perfected. But if you were writing that piece, you would do something a little different, right? Yeah. That's what life is like. Yeah. Every moment is a new moment. Some of it are repeated. And you go like, ah, when the t light turns red, I stop. You don't go like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do today when the t light turns red. No. Right? right? right. You have a process, right? Yeah. It's yellow. I slow down. It's red. I stop. It's green. I go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How did you you practice that? When you originally started driving, you would get that, oh, shit, I am driving through a red light. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And now you're a professional. You yeah. drive, you have an awareness. You have a presence. You're in this moment. You're not doing 10 different things. Yeah. That's the, I mean, all of life is just a group of processes, you know? And, and, and again, we're all doing a great job. That's yeah. the part we forget and I do that with my patients. You probably heard me say it. You know, you're doing really good. I always want to, you're doing really good. Even when you're not doing really good, you're doing really good. Because at your level of awareness, your process, you're doing the best you can do. Yeah. That doesn't mean we don't want to change. A lot of people go like, well, that means like, you know, I can just be lazy and sit on my ass and do nothing. No, that's not. I think at this moment, you're doing the best you can do. Can you do better? Yes, but can you do that kindly, gently, lovingly? Mm. Or you can just shame yourself, beat the shit out of yourself, be mean to yourself, be nasty to yourself, and be nasty to others. Because if you're nasty to yourself, you're nasty to others. Yeah. You can see that in unhappy people. Yep. You've met them. We all have them in our life. They're, and you have compassion for them. You yeah. have to have compassion for them. You know, when you meet somebody that's sick, you need to have compassion for them. You would not be mad at a diabetic. No. Would you be mad at a diabetic? No. You would not. You would not say, oh, you're a diabetic. You did this to yourself. You're an asshole. You know, you ate all this candy and all this. You're sick. Yeah. You know? We do the same thing. We do the same thing with, 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 with alcoholics. They're sick. You have to acknowledge that we all are. We all are. Yeah. In a different degrees. Somebody that's angry all the time, they're addicted to anger. Somebody that's addicted to heroin or alcohol, they're addicted to alcohol. Somebody that's addicted to fun, they can't, they can't tolerate not being unhappy for a second. They, need, they just, you know, they need to go to the mall and buy something or spend yeah. something or do something or find a, you know, like, oh, this, we're all human beings. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the beautiful thing about it is that there's nothing that you're going through that nobody else has never been through. Yeah. Yes. So don't feel alone. Yeah. Don't feel that you're worse than anybody else. Yeah. Don't sit there and compare yourself. Oh, they have, I don't have. You can do that. If that serves you and helps you be better, do yeah. it. I, Use I, that for your, 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 your awareness, yeah. for you to wake up. Yeah. And, and to, to comment on that, because it, it, so, um, it, it sounds funny to say it out loud and like this, but, um, like, uh, I always remind myself that you have to want to be 
like happy and joyful. Like you, you have to like want, like um, that like anything that you're that you're down about. You know, it, it's not that it's not. It's okay to feel, uh, you know, maybe sad about something or, but at, at some point, once it becomes. Once you get past the point of acknowledging the emotion, it just starts like destroying you. It just starts like ruining your your day and your perspective on other things. Um, it's it's just for for me what works. I, I remind myself like you actually you have to like want to pull yourself out of that hole. You have to want to be and like happy. You know. Um, well, it, it is it is true that you want to be happy. I think our essence. Remember we said our essence is love and joy. Okay, so that's who we are. We truly are. We, we're not born to be miserable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think having the awareness that when you are unhappy is important. Mm. And I think it's important for you to recognize what's causing you to be happy and not escape from it. And find, you know, the, remember we talked about the four different ways that when things got a little rough... We, become, we isolate ourselves. We say, oh, I need to protect myself because something bad is happening to me. That's your ego. Or we run away and we go find something joyous and, you know, mm -hmm. or we uh, have heavy emotions and instead of sitting in the emotion, we, we go like, oh, no, 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 I can't feel that. I, let me go feel something else. The idea of being happy all the time is ludicrous. Nobody is. Nobody can. Yeah. We thrive to be happy. You know, in the four noble truths. Loving kindness, joy, compassion, and equanimity. Mm. We all we all human beings don't want to suffer. Yeah. They all want to be happy. Yeah. You know, they want to all be kind and gentle in you know and 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 not judging other we we this is this is our this is who we are. Yeah. You know, and again, uh, at least for me, that's what it means. I, you know, again, the whole idea of thoughts is for you to take them in, interpret them, process them, and come up with an action that, by your own definition of success or your 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 journey, mm -hmm. that makes not only makes sense but serves you and serves other people. Yeah. Our challenge is that a lot of time we think that. This works for me. F everybody else. I'm going to just do it. It's good for me. Them, them, they don't. You know. mm -hmm. Okay. How does that work when you're on the opposite side? Yeah. How do you like it when somebody separates you or divides you or make you to be an outsider or, or you're the wrong one and they're the right one? Yeah. You should have be able to, to, to just go like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. That doesn't work. How does that work? How does that connect us? Yeah. How does that serve humanity? That's how wars start. Mm. Small wars are big wars. And and I I I I, I would uh, I, at my. I'm I'm kind of realizing um, where I'm at in life right now. I think it happens much earlier, but um, the age that I'm at, where 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 I'm at, like. I'm realizing um, uh, some of my friends, um, you know, that are around my age, um, 
looking at like uh, the, the type of people that maybe, you know, make a lot of money or are powerful or this or that and, and seeing people uh, be mean or, or nasty or just kind of, you know, be standoffish. And um, I, I think there's a very dark thing that happens when you tell yourself like, oh, that's, that's the way the world works. And if I'm kind, if I'm nice, people will take advantage of me and I need to become this thing yeah I, to, I understand you know, exactly what yeah, you're saying and and it's just a it's a, there's a very dark thing when you decide that like well well, you, well you know, here here is here is here is again here is these again these different spots in life where things come up and we need to kind of become aware of what's going on the your job to be kind and loving is your job somebody else chooses not to be to use other people, that's on them, okay? You can follow in those f footsteps as much as you want to. There is, I'm not judging you, okay? The only person that judges you is yourself, okay? So win at any cost, we know that. We watch corporations, it doesn't matter at any cost. The, and again, this is not a conversation about pharma or big corporation, they're not evil, not everything they do is bad, not everything they do is good. Yeah. Okay, again, here we go again, the dichotomy of life. Life is too complex to be right or wrong. It doesn't work that way. It's not, you know, I mean, that's what we got caught. Uh, you have to set up something for how are you going to, and that is going to change so many times in your lifetime, Aussie. You, you, your process when you were two is completely different when you're five. When you're five is completely different than when you're 10 or 12 or going through puberty or uh, in high school. It changes. Yeah. It, it should be an evolution, okay? The only thing we're talking about here, how can you be aware that that process is happening? Mm. And how can you participate in shaping it yeah. in a way for me, that is successful. Yeah. And whatever that successful thing looks like, you have to be decide. To you, success, and again, I'm not saying you, to some person, success means make as much money and be as powerful as possible. That is good for you. Mm. We need those people. Yeah. They're amazing, phenomenal teacher. Okay? Mm. Right? Yeah. Not judging them. That's their process. To somebody else, to them to be successful is to be a monk on a mountain, silent for 10 years at a time. Hmm. You might go like, oh, they're freaking crazy. Right? That's their, that's their calling. Yeah. So I come to you and I say, what does your journey look like? How are you going to formulate it? Yeah. Here are more questions. Yeah. And those questions hopefully will stimulate you to go inside, to be still. And this is something as human beings we don't know how to do. We act and react. Guilty as charged. I'm not judging anybody. Then I'm not saying anything about anybody that I don't do myself. I've gotten better. I can still work on it. Yeah. Work in progress, as I always say. We're all work in progress. Can you be a participant in that? Can you not think of yourself as a victim that life is happening to you and you're a victim somehow and have no choices and no control? Yeah. 
how can you do it better? Yeah. Better not as in a competition. Better, you want to be the best Aussie. If you're successful, you're the best version of you, whatever that looks like. Yeah. You need to figure that out. Those are the questions. Yeah. What does that look like? How do I do that? We can have another talk sometime about how do I do that? What is the... Again, I can give you some ideas, but those ideas are my ideas. Yeah. You need to get as many ideas, yeah. as many thoughts, as many procedure or process, just from people that you, you know, like you can think of Martin Luther King and go like, oh my God, there is so much that I would love to be, have similar, that you read and you learn and you, you feel and you let it resonate with you and you, you let your soul connect to other souls that really, you know, when I mention enlightened masters, everybody's a, a form of enlightened master. Yeah. Everybody is. Some of have a little bit more, at the level of awareness, they're doing the best they can do. Yeah. At the level of your awareness, you're doing the best you can do. Yeah. Right? Uh, a criminal does not create a crime because they're evil. They commit a crime because they're ignorant. They think mm. that they're separate. Hurting somebody else doesn't affect them. Of course it does. Of course it does. Mm. We're connected. Yeah. How, could, how could it not? How could it not you know, it's like, so, so again, how to do it? That's, a, you know, okay. All right. You're 25. Yeah. Not supposed, you're not, and, you, and if anybody tells you at 25, you're supposed to know all the answer, uh, you're going to have the answers hopefully for the age of 25. At 25 and a half, those answers might be a little different. Yeah. At 27, they might be different. Yeah. Because you're walking in different shoes. You live in a one-bedroom apartment, you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You're married, you have children, you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. You're a grandparent, you're, you're retired, you don't have a job, you have a job. You know, and again, there's, you know, it, 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 when we look at life from a distance, it almost looks like a straight line. You can look at it. birth, death. But if you come closer, you see that's a sine wave. There's uh, yeah. ups and downs. Yeah. You know, Marianne Williams has said the, 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 the bottom of one hill, no, the top of one hill is the bottom of the next hill. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not really supposed to make you feel like, oh my God, poor, oh, this is morbid. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. You know that that um, I I I I get what you're saying in the context you're saying. Um, but that reminded me, um, I I realized uh, I wasn't I actually had like a moment a couple of days ago. Where I realized like man, like I need some gratitude right now because I um, <laughs> that that top of the hill, um, I think uh, I was uh. So I think the orchestra I'm, I'm playing with right now is not really playing like, I guess, like the, the type of repertoire that I really enjoy playing. So I was kind of like dreading looking, you know, going to the, the rehearsal. I was like, oh, man, you know, whatever. And then I, um, I realized like in that moment I was complaining about something that like years ago was a dream. Mm-hmm. And like I'm living that right. now, but like right. now it's like my the biggest thorn yeah. in my in my side, and and I was like, oh man, okay, like that, like I, I recognize in that moment that like a dream that I achieved without 
like it took me a while to become aware that I had like allowed it to get to this point where like I wasn't practicing any gratitude for right. it anymore. Right. And I and and you took I, it for granted. Yeah. And yeah. then just in that moment I was like, you know what? Relax. Just yeah. like trust there me. Is, like, there's a word, there's a <laughs> word. It's called satori. Satori is a moment of clarity. Mm. And 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 again, in the context that I read that word, it means like a moment of enlightenment. Mm. I think satori happens many, many, many a times. And again, that's just for me. I'm not an expert. I don't want anybody to think like, well, you know, for me, we all have a moment. We can call them an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I've been busting my ass for 10 years to get here. And I got here and I didn't even slow down to acknowledge I've gotten here. Yeah. Oh, good job, Aussie. Yeah. Because our ego is saying, yeah, but yeah, but you did not get, you did not do, you're not, mm, you're not big enough, you have not done, but you're not there yet. Oh, you're good, but you're not that good. You're bad, but you're not that bad. Your ego's job is to always make you question, am I good enough? And the answer is yes. Mm. Mm. The answer is yes. Yeah. There is nothing you can, you can, it said it in the good book, there is nothing you can do that would add a hair on your, one hair on your head. Good luck. Let's do that. Let's try to add one hair. Think about it. Spend a couple of minutes here. Let's try to get you really to focus all your energy and all your accomplishment to write one hair. You couldn't do it. Yeah. It's a silly thing, but, but the whole idea is your essence is perfection. Love, joy, compassion, understanding. Uh, there is a meditation by Wayne Dyer. I listened to it. It's a three-hour meditation. He says the same two-minute affirmation for three hours straight. Wow. I mean, it's obviously looped, but that's not here or there. Yeah. It is one of my favorite things in the world to hear and to remind me. And I, I, and, and I, I ask the indulgence of everybody that will listen to this thing. Listen to that meditation. It's called Wayne Dyer Night Meditation. It's it is phenomenal because it just reminds you who you really are. Mm. Everything else in your experience, in your journey, is sugar on top. Yeah. Yeah. The house, the wife, the children, the, all the beautiful things that you will add on to your life is sugar on top. But in your essence, your perfection, we forgot that. Marianne Williamson, which is, I mean, and I, I know I've quoted her a lot. We are here to unlearn. <laughs> okay? Oh, wow. So we can remember who we really are. The enlightened masters, you can name any of them. Okay? They had a moment or a lot of moments of enlightenment where they recognized what their essence are. And they came as a flashlight or a pointer, Eckhart Tolle uses that, to point in the direction, okay? Mm. Look at yourself. Look what you're doing. Look how you do it. Yeah. Not that you're good or bad. 
but your process needs to be developed. Yeah. So if you can do that, we can talk some other time about that. It, it, it would be a joy. But I think that's some of the questions that you should have. And uh, I wish I, I, that all of us, I aspire for all of us to continue doing this journey and doing it mindfully and kindly and wisely and lovingly uh, so, we un so we can all help each other be better. Yeah. Not with the sense of judging oneself, but in the sense of uh, helping humanity. And uh, you know, if you help one person today, you're helping humanity. And that's a beautiful thing, and I commend you for that. Yeah. You know, I, I know we're um, uh, about to wrap up now, but, um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to say this before, uh, like I said to you before we started recording, and I think it, it says a lot to me that not once did you um, take this as an opportunity to, you know, try to get people to, um, uh, uh, you know, spend their money at, at, at your practice and, and, and all that, and that we... This is why, and I said to you before, like this is why um, I'm genuinely proud to um, have you as a sponsor because I think this conversation, it, it, I've never come across anyone in the medical field that even like gives a shit about the stuff that you're talking about outside of like the very specific, you know pain that they might remove from a person. Um, and, uh, I think th this is, um, this is, you know, proof in the pudding that like, you're, you're not just some guy that's just to be like, oh, okay, put, you know, uh, do this one thing. Goodbye. Like you're, you're very thoughtful. You really take the time to understand what's going on. And, um, yeah, I mean, th this this conversation has been. I, I knew it was going to be fantastic. I've been looking. I, I asked you. You know, we've been trying to put this together for like a month and a half now, and um, but yeah, this is just it's it's easily one of my favorite conversations on the podcast so far, and it's um, yeah, I just feel fortunate to to even be able to to do this at all. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So for for people listening, um. Yeah, this is, you know, me, Dr. G, um, and this is a song called Life, uh, and we're out.